This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. This bar is tended by the founders of the American Association of Whiskey Peeps. The statue-loving historian himself, Trico, brings you the facts one indictment at a time. Foxy Babe's staff keeps the boys in line, and of course the color man, Big Dev, and his old Roman mind. So fill your glass with rye and raise it up on high, because this is your Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm your co-host, Strike. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev, and we have a guest. Mm -hmm. Daniel. I'm a guest. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, Daniel, introduce yourself. (laughs) All right. Good day, guys. Um, I'm Dan Moen. I am a local from Washington Township. Um, I met these amazing guys at Clash of Ages, which is a, it was like a renaissance festival meets steampunk, meets pirates, meets Vikings, meets people of the world. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot going on there. It was fun. It was fun. They did all the things. (laughs) Yeah, it was like everything there. It was like a convention of things. Yeah. (laughs) They could go from one booth to another. But, um, yeah, I am a uh, local, um, artist and musician, um, I have a huge buff when it comes to like history because I'm just finding it so fascinating because what happens today has been affected from previous roots. Mm-hmm. So um, one of my philosophies, like I was mentioning earlier, is the idea of the book analogy, which is something that just kind of went through my head when I was in my uh, anthropology class and things like that. It's the idea that if I was to give a book to somebody they've never heard of before in their life and told them to read it from the middle to the very end, would they understand the entire book? And some people said, yes, I would totally get it. I would be lost, but I would get it. And others are like, no, I would have no idea why these characters are acting the way they do and why this is good and this is bad. So then I ask them, well, what do you do? (laughs) You start at the beginning because every chapter affects the next chapter. Exactly. And we don't want history to constantly keep repeating itself. So when you see what happens, you're like, this is really, really disturbing. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't do that again. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) that was a bad idea. I can think of recent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Recent things in, in U.S. history that we should not have done, or yeah. should we do again in four years? Yeah, <laughs> and it's even more scary now today, especially when there are things that have happened in the past, and there are people who live that, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, I just went through this. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening again?" So I, I, I understand both sides, where people are just kind of like, "Oh, I can't stand history; it's so boring," and things. But my personal belief is more like that would be an argument on like the way that they would teach it because like we grew up teaching history from the victors, but also Mm -hmm. it focused so heavily on the dates and the names. Yeah. And my belief is more so of what's the lesson? What is the Mm -hmm. lesson that came from what happened? So, and how can you apply it to your life? Like one of my favorite professors at Macomb was uh, Masana. Mm -hmm. And what he did is when we talked about Japanese history, he would talk about and say, so this is what happened. And does this sound familiar? I had him. (laughs) You had Masana? I I took the Japan class is what I called it. Whoa. He, yeah, it was, it was a long while ago. I have been graduated since like 2013. So it was, it was quite some time ago. I graduated in 2012. Uh, what? 
I was there. Um, well, I finished. I graduated from U of M, but I did my first two years at Macomb. So that's where I had him as a teacher. And he was he was awesome. He, I liked that class. It was good. He's so much fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's somebody we might actually want to have on the show yeah. sometime. I'm sure he'd do it. He's pretty nice. That's I have awesome. my connection with him still on Facebook, so I can totally message him. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Look at this. He's He's got all these connections to yeah. really cool people. Yeah. One of my biggest, biggest highs, honestly, is just bringing people together. So one of my dream things is like, hey, I need this. I know someone. <laughs> I, got I got a guy. guy. I got Jinx. you. <laughs> um, now you have to go, I don't know, get me something. <laughs> That's how like this the, works, right? The severed head of your enemies? or Yes. <laughs> yes exactly. A bathtub full of blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, my skin is looking a little dry and old, so I, I might need some virgin blood to, like, A bathtub know, full of blood and a canister full of cow farts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my goodness! You should try like um, what is the big one right now? Is the coconut oil? Mm-hmm. Like coconut oil is great for like everything. Like they say that they they say that it's probably better to put on you than it is to ingest. Because I was <laughs> I was doing this like I'm doing like an all natural diet most of the time. Like obviously I'm eating <laughs> chips right now and <laughs> not, not today so much. Well, they're all natural from Canada, right? <laughs> <laughs> but so I I had to cook everything with coconut oil and. I went to the doctor and they're like, you have high cholesterol. And I'm like, how is it even possible? I eat vegetables and meat. Everything's like super clean. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. I'm eating like half a tub of coconut oil like every three days. So I had to stop using yeah. it. So, oh, wow. You're better off yeah. using olive oil. Yeah, I, I switched over and, I, and I'm fine now. Yeah. I, I've never had like high cholesterol in my life. I'm like, <laughs> damn, coconut oil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the stuff that I hear that people use it for, I'm just like, that's a thing. And they're like, I feel great afterwards. And I'm like, wow. Like I've heard about the oil pulling. I've done that. And I actually felt some significantly good after doing that. Mm-hmm. The downside is you have to be like super disciplined. Like you have to do, I think it's like twice a day. Ugh. At least no, when you wake up you. and then before you go to bed and I'm like, and you have to switch it for like 20 minutes, but it's, I can barely ain't, be bothered to make breakfast in the morning. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Ain't, <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. So Lord what did Jesus, you bring with fun. you today? I brought an instrument. Yay. Yay. I want to, I'm so like, I, I'm nosy. <laughs> <laughs> I see this strange case sitting over there. I know. <laughs> it's a strange case. It has, it's a hard case. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard case. <laughs> um, so one of the biggest things that I have been doing for many, many years is studying different cultures, different people. And I'm absolutely like mesmerized by it because where I grew up at, it it was. It's a wonderful place, but when it comes to like diversity wise, it wasn't very many. Like I was always like the only person of color that I knew, <laughs> other than like two of my other friends. So when I studied the world, I'm just like, there's so much out there. Like it's not just a bunch of white people. It's just, <laughs> there's way more going on in the world, guys. It is, it is a lot of white people. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not just white yeah. people. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a great community out there. But I, I've always been just like, I need to see what else is out there. So that's why when like Ariel starts singing that whole like part of your world part, and she starts <laughs> going on a grotto, my room looks just like that. Like I have like over 50 or 60 masks on my wall from around the world from places I've either gone to or were given. Mm-hmm. And I collect world instruments and I study them. I learn its history and then I play it and I fuse it with my music. So my music is either usually very relaxing and very meditative and healing 
or lately I've been doing a lot of electronic music. So I've been cool. working with like trap music, um, tropical house music. I and just kind of seeing where it flows into. But I always have you ever credit. forgot to pick the bass back up? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Actually, you drop just, it. You gotta pick. You gotta it pick up. it back up. It's so easy to like get get like totally forget about it. It's I'm like, just gonna leave this over here. <laughs> just imagine people in like a club. They're dancing, and then all of a sudden, it's just like goes. Tick, 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 tick. It's like, where's the bass? <laughs> <laughs> how many how many drugs did I do? Because this does not sound right. <laughs> yeah. So this instrument I have right here is called the hulusi, and it comes from China, and I believe it's the Yunnan province. Mm-hmm. And it has a hollow gourd on the top, and then there's three bamboo uh, uh, bamboo valves. I think that's the term, valves. So the sound travels into the gourd, and it actually gets distributed between all three of those. And you would open up these uh, parts down here, where it's like a little slider and it has a really cool sound to it it's from the Dai people but a lot of the ethnic groups in china have been known to play this but they're really well known there are 56 ethnic minority or ethnic groups total so mm. when people think of china they think of the chinese but that's usually the han yeah but there are 55 minorities from like mongol korean uh uyghur is one uh e people there's tons so yeah that awesome. is really cool looking we're gonna have to take a picture of that and put yeah, it up on yeah, our Facebook sure. page. Yeah, absolutely. I think people would be interested in seeing Definitely. that. Definitely, that's really neat. Yeah, I have a concert that's coming up. It's actually my very first one. It's Sweet. gonna be May twentieth. It's a Saturday, and it's gonna be at the Romeo Masonic Temple. And I'm bringing up like all my instruments up there. So I'm gonna be like talking about them, playing my music. It's gonna be a mixture of my um, healing music and then my like electronic music. And then I, again, I talk about its history. And I have some friends that are interested in coming up and performing with me and dancing to some. So awesome party. Yeah, because me personally, I'm kind of like, I don't want people to focus so much on me. I want it to be about my music. Like if I could perform like Sia does where her back is to the audience, that (laughs) would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But I understand people like, I want to come see a person, not someone's back. (laughs) Well, or you could put a screen in front of you like the um, the gorillas. Yeah, (gasps) true. That is true. You know, they can still kind of see you like your your outline. I could run back and forth on the stage like, hi, bye. Right. (laughs) If you don't feel like being looked at, then you can just hide behind a screen. That's what I do. I love being in front of an audience. But yeah, I just want my music to be the part that's the most important. And then Mm -hmm. one of my dreams is if the music does get off the ground, I want to donate part of my music to these people that they came from. So that's part of the, the whole like part of the proceeds goes to this. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. awesome. That's very that's like cool. A, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, because again, like I've just like just what people bring to the world is amazing. Like music is like my life, mm-hmm. absolutely my life. So yeah, I can do a tune for you guys if you want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. yes. yes. Woo. How do I do this? <laughs> uh, uh, I would say just uh, just go ahead and start playing, and uh, I'll just adjust the levels to if you would just want it. Yeah, just back up. It'll pick. It'll pick up. up. Yeah, it should. Yeah. Okay. These are pretty, pretty good microphones. Okay.
That was that awesome. awesome. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> Thank you. I closed my eyes and I was just kind of like, "You're getting into it." Mm-hmm. Even the people outside coming in, they're like, "What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> We're doing all the cool things. <laughs> no, that's that sound like the that sound awesome. is really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. When people see it, they think it's going to sound like a snake charmer sound. So yeah. they're just kind of like, they're expecting kind of like that, which sounds great. But the minute that sound comes out, it's like. Well, you get all that resonance from the yeah. uh, from the gourd, so that's awesome. Yeah, I play this a lot up at the Michigan Renaissance Festival. I'm one of the cast members up there. I'm part of the elf uh, ensemble. And my character is named Didgery, which is where <laughs> my business comes from. And uh, he goes around, collects instruments, and plays, and he's just he just loves people. So he's always like, "What's this? What's this? What's this?" So, so if we go to the Renaissance Festival this year, we, we're gonna find you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just look for Didri. My full name is Didri Vinali Kaleo Naguri, which is really funny because Didri is uh, come from Didgeridoo, mm-hmm. but it's spelled differently. It's like D I J U R I, and Vinali apparently was an Elvish name, and. <laughs> The uh, Kaleo Nagui. Kaleo is a Hawaiian term meaning sound or voice, and then Nagui is Mongolian for unnamed. So it's like, <laughs> I have this name, but then really, ultimately, I'm unnamed. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, I'm unnamed. So all the elves, we have like these really long names because that's like part of the trope. So we come up and we're like, my name is. Or you could just call me this. So, okay, I'm going to Google this instrument. How do you. How do you spell it? I want to make sure that I look this up properly. The way I describe it to people is it's called the Hulu Seep. So Hulu, like Netflix and Hulu, mm-hmm. and it's one word. And then C is S-I, like in Spanish. The other way I describe it is Got like... It. Yeah, you found it? Sweet. Yes. Yep. Found it. It's such a gorgeous sounding instrument, and it just hypnotizes people. So I'm like... I'm, it does. <laughs> I've fallen asleep to this. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. It sounds like when I go get a massage and like they play that music to like relax you, that's what it sounds yeah. like. I could easily fall asleep to that. Just My main issue with my music is I want it to serve people. I really don't care that much about money. I want it to somehow heal people, especially in today's world where there's a lot of tension going on. And the biggest thing for me is music is a universal language. Mm-hmm. As, long, as much as that is cliche sounding, it is very true. Anybody can listen to a song and go... I feel a connection because it's malleable because mm-hmm. I can find a lyric that I'm connected to. I can find a song I'm connected to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are people out there who claim they don't like music. I totally respect that. But I can guarantee you, you have something playing and they're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought that. And then the only other one I have, this is actually coincidentally, I have this in my car still because I went to an event yesterday. I have this little guy right here. This is a, um, it's called a McCurdy. And it comes from the Ainu people. They are an indigenous group of people from Hokkaido, Japan. So mm. they're a lot of lot of fun to play with that. I could do that if you guys want, but that's totally up to you. But oh yeah. 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 I mean you brought it like we're yeah. we're down. Okay. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the principle behind this uh, instrument? The McCurdy is um it is said that they believe that they created the uh, bamboo jaw harp or the jaw harp in general. Okay. Like the yeah. one that we know in the West is the metal one that goes on your Yeah, teeth. yeah. The the I think it's sometimes called the Jew harp. It, it, it's I'm, yeah, the metal twangy sound thing. Yep. Oh yeah, the I'm metal all, twangy sound thing. Yeah, the that's metal, exactly metal twangy what it is. sound. The, the yeah. technical term. The metal <laughs> twangy sound thing. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's. I mean, when you play it, that's what you get. Is you get a metal twangy noise that you generate with your mouth. It's <laughs> it's kind of cool. You I can mean, always pull like a John Green and just be like, "This is the metal twangy 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 thing." Yeah. I'm a historian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um. 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun to play, and you actually pull it rather than pluck at it. So hmm. sounds kind of like. I'm so mad at myself. Awesome. For, I was going to try to get a live video set up, <laughs> yeah. and oh, I'm so mad at myself right now. I can do it again if you want a live video. That would be amazing because it's, it's really hard to explain because it's like yeah. it, it, it's it's cut like a shape thing. Like <laughs> it, It's like it a shape, shape, and there's like some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's cut, and then there's a free-flowing reed. So I would I'd probably describe it like an oboe reed, like where it's mm-hmm. free-flowing. Yeah. How do you how do you learn to play that? Like, because you just got it yesterday at an event or something. Or no, he no, took it to. Oh, an event. okay. I so you had it for event. a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just YouTube. Oh, <laughs> awesome. I watch YouTube. I watched other performers play. I would talk to them and say, like, can you explain this to me? Like, what is this about? And then they would show me how it's done, and I'm just like, ah, oh, this is amazing. And um, yeah, it's just you are now live. So if you want to hold that up, uh. that is an instrument folks that is an instrument and if you listen to one of our next shows you will get to hear it Mm. so there you go awesome (laughs) so what's the uh what's the instrument that you found hardest to learn how to play um right now um mostly string instruments predominantly when i was younger i was always on the piano and then i went to percussion instruments but string instruments are still relatively new to me okay i have a ukulele um, or some pronounce it the ukulele. Mm-hmm. I also have a balalaika, which is a Russian instrument. It's like a triangular shaped one. Okay. Um, I'm still getting that fixed. It's kind of busted. And then just recently, I bought a gutin, which is a Chinese zither. So it's like super long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would play it downwards, and then you go up and down. But because mm-hmm. I'm still new to string instruments, I'm like, whoa. And then <laughs> this, that's not the the one where you use like the hammer to to strike, is it? Okay. No. You use your fingers, and okay. it's a really old instrument. It's like 4,000, 5,000 years old. Mm-hmm. And the style that I have is a Confucian style. So it's believed that Confucius used to play this while he was writing his, uh, his uh, I don't, his doctorates. Right, right, right. Okay, sweet. So, and then also recently I got a, um, a lyre. Um, it's also known as a David's harp. Mm-hmm. It's a very old instrument, so it's shaped kind of like that little like U shape, mm-hmm. and you sit there and go ding 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 ding. I've joked with some friends because we have a tendency to like talk about philosophy and history and things like that. So I'm looking at like let's sit around and just go life. <laughs> what is this right, life? Right. <laughs> so, uh, what's your what's the uh, instrument that you like playing the most? My favorite instrument that I like to play the absolute most is um, <laughs> um my favorite instrument probably I mean they all have a different characteristic to them that I'm very mm-hmm. drawn to um, but probably the ones I really am drawn the most I have a Native American bear flute 
that I got when I went to a powwow. Mm. And um, Native American music for me is the most spiritual, so I give it like huge amount of respect. Like all music has respect to it, right? Right. But Native American music was the one that I grew up listening to the most. And my flute has a little bit of turquoise in it because it was a mistake. So the guy kind of turned something really beautiful from a mistake. Oh, nice. And um, that one is probably my all-time favorite. It's it's really relaxing and just I don't know how to describe it, <laughs> but. I'll, I'll, in all fairness, all my instruments, I, I love them all equally, yeah. but there are some that I just can't stop touching. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a very bad habit of having my instruments like around my computer. I'm like, okay, time to do anthropology homework. And then I'm like... And then he's caressing, <laughs> slowly caressing his instruments. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I am so turned on by these sounds. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be like, click, click. Okay, I'm going to sit there. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, two more sentences. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And then like two hours from fine, I'm like, okay, the... Mm-hmm. That's all I wrote in my paper. <laughs> I got really far in that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. I, I, I know how to play the piano. I'm not amazing at it, but um, I'm actually getting my mom's piano this Wednesday. So I'm thinking sweet. I'm going to go back to try to play it every day because I miss playing it. It's fun. Ooh, yes, uh, the, the best I can do is I can play uh, the, the Meow Mix theme. <laughs> the Meow Mix. On the guitar. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Uh, it's, it's just basically all. just, you know, uh, you look up the tabs and it's it's very, like, stupidly simple type thing. But, uh, yeah, that's about the best I can do. <laughs> that's so, awesome. Are man. you going to bring that in the studio and do that? We'll do a live video of you <laughs> doing lot. the yeah. Meow Mix. Yeah, you with totally my baby it. blue guitar. Yes. <laughs> your, your lovely baby blue guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally bring in like instruments and just be like, here, it's a percussion. I'll be your backup bass. Yeah. <laughs> instead of shot of history, we're just going to play yeah. music yeah, from here on awesome. out. Yeah. <laughs> we're shot, done. Shot of music. Shot, shot of music. Shot of music. There we go. But yeah, music is just so powerful. And it's just like, I love collaborating with my friends. Like um, a couple of friends of mine are just absolutely gifted. Like I have a buddy of mine named Brian Hilliker and he's working mm-hmm. on trying to get his music more out there. And his, his style is phenomenal. He took my Hulusi. And he actually fused it with almost like a heavy rock sound. And I'm like, Sweet. whoa. And another buddy of mine, um, Ryan Munns, he's also just, he's a storyteller and also a musician. So all of his songs he writes talks about his personal life. Okay. And it's like, he's gone through a lot. So when he had his concert a couple of weeks ago, we're sitting there like almost like in tears. <laughs> and we're just like, whoa. Yeah. So yeah, I just, awesome. Yeah. Music is everything, man. Sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Can you do me a favor? Can you hold um, hold that back up the for me? The yeah, because we didn't get that earlier. You guys, this will also you'll get to hear this being played when you go back and, and listen to the mm-hmm. show. But um, yeah, it's it's really really cool. Observe, yeah, awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I will admit though too, I've had I've done music collaborations with some friends of mine, like at open mics and Starkweather and things like that, mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> it's really awkward when it's like, okay, so what key is this in? And then they would ask, like, okay, tune it to this, or could you tune it to that? Or um, what, yeah, things like that. I can't read music at all. <laughs> like, if like if you give it to me, I remember, like, the every good boy does fine F-A-C-E. So I'll be there mm-hmm. for, like, if it was a concert, and, like, here's some sheet music. Okay, guys, it'll be two hours. F A tweets. I used to know how to read like percussion music, but it's been so many years. Mm-hmm. So I've just I've just done everything from listening. But I'm always big on like teaching people. So if they love seeing this, I give them the links to the vendors I recommend to, and then I love sitting down with them and just saying, "Hey," because I, I believe that everyone can play music in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. 
trike oh want to test that theory no. yeah. <laughs> i want to see him try to play an instrument <laughs> here you go yeah. <laughs> uh one last question because yeah. uh, we're, we're coming up short on time on this one yep. uh if you could create the perfect five piece band what would what instruments would you include in it the perfect five piece band so like each person would be an instrument yeah of some kind Oh, that's a real tough one. <laughs> you put him on the spot, man. I know. <laughs> well, I, you know, you got to get all you got to get all that in there. <laughs> I personally would feel, and this is going to sound really cheesy, really, really cheesy. I would honestly say the five-piece band would be five vocalists. The reason why I would say that is because all the instruments that we have um, derived from the human voice mm -hmm. derived from the human spirit like native american tradition believes that the drum is the heartbeat of mother earth so every time you go to a powwow there is a specific beat that they do and it's resonated from the heart string instruments come from like the vocal cords um other like flute sound from right, right so it all derives from the human voice so i would probably say like the perfect band would be somebody who can uh do all of those and even more so like throat singing like I, I like to mess yeah. around with throat singing too I was, I was gonna say one of those would probably be a throat singer yeah beatbox throat sing and like both Inuit and Tuvan that would be amazing mm -hmm. but throat singing that's the first time I've heard that term it's like yep. listening eyes uh, if you singing. heard it if you heard it you'd know exactly what we're talking okay, about okay well yeah. I, I'll pull it up between between shows yeah. I'll check it out yeah I can <laughs> show you a little bit what I've done before in the past I'm still not that great about it but it's so much fun to do and it's a good stress reliever especially like in the diaphragm you're just like <sighs> <laughs> so you mentioned beatboxing can you beatbox <gasps> no <laughs> <laughs> but I know people who can and really really well but me I try it I'm like peach, peach, peach. <laughs> That sounds awesome, though. I'd, I'd freestyle out of that. <laughs> Talking about his gout. Yeah. <laughs> Old man trike. Yeah. He's yeah. got his name. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna get gouty up in here. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine being up on stage like, go beatbox. And I'd be like, ah. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> All right. Well, we've come to that time to pop out the plugs. All righty. Uh, did you want to go first? You can plug anything you want, your concert, where we can find your music online. And yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Um, so my concert, my very first concert is happening May the 20th at the Romeo Masonic Temple, I believe, unless they change it, but it is Masonic Temple last time I checked. Tickets are $10 and part oh. of the proceeds goes to the Romeo Starkweather. Um, Art Center up there. It's like right off of 32 and Main Street, I believe. That's like my biggest thing. Also, I, I just launched my brand new website. Um, it's, Sweet. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> www. Again, digiri is a really weird term. So it's D-I-J-U-R-I-Media.com. Mm -hmm. um, on there, I have my music. I have a section that I'm going to be setting up where it's all about individual instruments. I'm going to do some research on them and explain them on there. Um, my music's on there. My YouTube channel link is from there. Um, I found out with YouTube, you have to have 100 subscribers before you can get a name. So I can't give like a name. So I have mm -hmm. to say, just look up digiri. I'm the only digiri on YouTube. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I also have my juggling stuff on there and my photography because that's like my big thing. So it's awesome. Everything's up on that as well. And again, I, I have a huge big around promoter of other artists and people. So oftentimes I'll have links to theirs. Um, so I did a song, not song, a, a video recently where I played some music in the background and a friend of mine wrote this beautiful poem, Carly Huber. She has a blog where she talks a lot about it and it's a very deep poem, but I have my music playing in the background. So it was really great. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So 
Very awesome. Yeah. Um, with the photography, do you do like uh, like photo shoots or weddings or is it mm-hmm. sweet? Yeah, awesome. I do photo shoots. I do weddings. My biggest thing is photographing people. I mm-hmm. work uh, with a wedding company out of Birmingham, um, Ray Anthony Photography. They are awesome. And I do a lot of freelance and independent stuff. But lately I've been doing a lot of compositing work. So I would take a picture of someone in the studio and put them into like a movie poster. Oh, awesome. So (laughs) I've been learning how to do the techniques behind that. And I'm throwing people like in front of a fire. Like I did one just recently where three of my friends are running away from a flame. And I titled it like Save the Cat because I have a picture of me holding a little kitty. <laughs> nice. So Draco like, wants a picture of himself like smiling up into the corner and then a picture of his cat Jack. <laughs> I could totally do that. I could totally I could awesome. have the cat fly with like a cape on his back or something. <laughs> Sweet. I miss Jack. Yeah. I'm coming over to see Jack. He, he's getting weird stalkery now. Like he um because I don't think it's comfortable in the new house yet, so oh, he'll like no. he'll be in the doorway, kind of looking around, like to see if we're there or something. Like Aww. he's just really bizarre now. He's been mm. acting weird. He'll be all right. He'll yeah. settle. You guys just yeah. moved. Yeah. Right. He just misses me. That's all. Yeah, probably yeah. he's going through stuff. <laughs> all right. Uh, you got anything else that you want to plug? Um, no, that's pretty much it. I've just. Peace, uh, love, humanity, and music, I guess. I, I have no idea. Oh, those are all good things yeah. to promote. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need that for the whole coming together now, man. That's just how it works. <laughs> Do you have any CDs available on Amazon or online where uh, people can get your music? I have iTunes? A, I'm trying to set up the iTunes. Cool. Uh, my buddy Ryan just got his, so I'm going to ask him about that, which I just realized I didn't ask him. So if he's listening to this, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this question. Um, but I'm trying to get up on iTunes. I'm trying to get more digital. I have a band camp right now. Sweet. All the links are on the website. Um, I do have CDs, but cool. everyone's going more digital. So I hear you. Mm-hmm. Old man Trike still likes CDs. <laughs> <laughs> he's I just like, got rid of all my cassettes. So. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a true old man. You're not listening to vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I great. have a vinyl collection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vinyl's great. Cassettes yeah. are great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steph, since we started with uh, yeah. Trike last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, StephanieMenard.com. All my comics and books and all that fun stuff you can find there. Um and convention dates um, at the end of April. Yeah. Uh, it's Fantasticon. Lansing. Lansing. Mm-hmm. I almost said Mount Clemens. I always want to say <laughs> either Toledo or Mount Clemens for some reason whenever I say Fantasticon. So that's the last weekend of April. And then in May, I'll be at Motor City Comic Con and Cherry Capital Comic Con up in Traverse City. And listen to the Way Station on Podcast Detroit. Podcast Detroit is amazing. Uh, As always, uh, the Snake Oil Empire, Snake Oil Comics, Snake Oil Horror, fuck Steve. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this week, uh, I'm going to give a big shout out to the Hot Butter Podcast. Uh, There are a couple of brothers who do a podcast where they just basically sit around and talk about whatever they want to talk about. Um, their catchphrase is boners to the sky for life. I love it. <laughs> That's right. Check, the, check them out. Um, you can find them on, uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, that, that kind of thing. So that's all I cool. got for this week. Uh, let's see. Go on to historytees.net. Use promo code SOH16. Get yourself a sweet, sweet history tea. Uh, go on to audible.com. <laughs> he just went through puberty right before our very eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. You're finally an it's adult. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Couldn't start liking girls. Welcome start to manhood. Here in workplaces. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go on to Audible. Uh, get yourself some, like, 
listening books for your listening eyes and use our promo code so we get a cut of the money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just throws that one in there real quick. <laughs> yeah. And buy our book on Amazon. Yes. Oh, yeah, Shot of History, Wild link. Turkey. Shot of History. Use our, our link on our website to go on to Amazon so we get, you know, we double dip and then uh, buy our book <laughs> so we can retire. Or visit um, Trike and I at one of the conventions yes. that are upcoming. And, and pick up the book. Yes. And, a comedian uh, sign wants, it. A comedian yeah. wants new sound and just like that. They said, like, part of the proceeds goes to my visa. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm updating my uh, my collection of CDs, so I need the money. So yeah. <laughs> make sure to buy our book. Um, <laughs> also go on to uh, Kickstarter. Check out UFO, The Otis Files. It's a really funny movie because I wrote it. And it yeah. stars like some, some local actors who are nameless. <laughs> Me. I'm not yeah. nameless, okay? I'm a human being. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're in it. Uh, <laughs> my mind. Yeah, uh, Steph's in it. My um, hair is very green in the movie. Very, yeah. very green. It was awesome. It's, you were having a good hair day, I do admit. It was, it was yeah. a good hair day. Yeah. And now it's forever immortalized yeah. in film. And, yeah. Because <laughs> you'll um, never do green again. <laughs> oh, hell no. Now, I, it's still kind of green. Yeah. I can't get it out of my hair. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. not important. So check it out. We're running a Kickstarter for it. You can either uh, go to the premiere in Howell, Michigan on May 6th. Or if you can't make it to the premiere, you can just buy a DVD and watch it at home at your leisure. And, you know, be ready to pee your pants because it's so funny. So. And, and be ready to send all your hate mail to Trike. Yeah, all of it to me. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. All right. Uh, until Ooh. next time, I'm Trike. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev. I am the guest. <laughs> I'm Dan. <laughs>